So karibuni sana for today's uh, fellowship. We are actually talking about fellowship today. I have <coughs> I have entitled my sermon The Believers Fellowship. Let's, let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful because you have called us to oneness, to fellowship with you, with Christ, and with your spirit. We are thankful, Lord, that you are calling many and bringing many into fellowship. And we pray that, Lord, we may enjoy this fellowship. And to, for this reason, Lord, may we help one another, strengthen one another, and grow together as brethren. As I share your word this afternoon, I pray that, Lord, you may, I may only be a vessel in your hands, that indeed the words that I speak, Lord, may be used to speak to each one of us, that our lives will be changed by the power of your word. May your spirit have preeminence and help me in this work. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, welcome. Talking about the Believer's Fellowship. You see, the, the church is actually one body and all the members are like the human body Paul gives a very good one in uh, is it first Corinthians chapter 14 the one that talks about chapter 12 huh? mm. the one that talks about the gifts of the spirit it gives a very good analogy of who we are that we are members of one body that means that no member exists apart from the other one in the body, you know that when the kidney has problems, the problems could actually be emanating from the heart. <laughs> or the heart problems may actually cause problems in the pancreas. They are so, in, the body is just interconnected. You cannot say that one part is more important than another one. And that analogy applies to the body of believers. No one member can escape his responsibility towards the other members because together we make up the body of Christ. So scripture talks about what I will call positional unity. I don't know how to translate that in Kiswahili. <laughs> but kunele naitwa practical unity. Positional ni namanisha what is there ideally ile iko ni kwamba all believers are placed in the body of Christ by one spirit the same spirit that means the same spirit that dwells in brother Patrick is the same Holy Spirit that is in brother Alan is sister Viola the Holy Spirit is one we have been baptized by the same baptism the same head will have the same life of God in us who are born again so positionally we are just one but practically, when you look at the body of believers, you will find different units happen apale. This group says, oh, we can't associate with that group because they don't believe this part. Uh, that group shouts too much, this one is too quiet, and things like that. <laughs> Yet we make up the same body of Christ. So, positionally we are saved by the same spirit. We are one in every way. But practically, you can see these little things happen, differences. 
So practical unity is manifest is, is what happens in our Christian service through ministry of the Spirit, of our spiritual gifts to one another. Because every believer, kila mukristo, each one of us has gift to minister. And that's what we manifest in our service, in our practical unity. And also, practical unity is manifested through our fellowship, which is basically sharing of our love. And that's what I'm going to be explaining this afternoon. So what is fellowship? Fellowship is basically a word that in Greek is called koinonia, which means communion or simply oneness. Yani kitu kimoja. Ama tuseme watu moja, if you may. It simply means sharing or partnership. That we are different but we are together as one. That's what fellowship is. It's simply intimate communication. And you see, men were actually defined to be people of fellowship, one Adam. Man was not meant to be isolated. No wonder when God created Adam, anasema, si muzuri akupe peke yake. The church is not isolated units of one believer there in isolation. We are one. The church is actually a fellowship. A fellowship is not a building somewhere where you just go walk in, sit, listen, and then you walk out. It is actually a family. When we say I'm going to fellowship, we understand that we are going to fellowship, that meeting. But actually fellowship, we, we can be in fellowship or we're in fellowship even if we are not sitting together at that time. Unaelewa? We are one. So, so fellowship is not just going to a place alafu munaondoka, munaenda. Mutakutana after three weeks. Eh? Jesus prays in John, John 17 and says, I pray that they may be one. Tukwe pamoja. A writer by the name Lasson in, in, in a book called One People says that the neighborhood bar is possibly the best counterfeit there is to the fellowship of Christ, the fellowship Christ wants to give his church. It's the best counterfeit there is to the fellowship Christ wants to give his church. It's an imitation, dispensing liquor instead of grace, escape than reality. But it is a permissive, accepting and inclusive fellowship. It's unshakable, it's democratic. You can tell people secrets, and they usually don't tell others or even want to. The bar flourishes, not because most people are alcoholics, but because God has put into the human heart the desire to know and be known, to love and be loved, and so many seek a counterfeit at the price of a few, a few beers. <laughs> Fellowship is not made by Sunday services or the typical mass meetings of unrelated, disconnected people. Just meet once, but there is nothing in common with you. Everybody vanishes. But there is a personal, intimate relationship with each other. That's what we are calling koinonia, or oneness. 
being in communion with each other. The book, in, in, the, in the book of Acts, the Bible talks about the believers. They continued daily. Meeting, by the way, do you know that the early church began by people meeting in their homes? <laughs> there were no big buildings. Eh? They continued meeting from house to house in the doctrine of the apostles and fellowship or oneness in breaking of bread and in prayers. The Bible says that they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among each other. These are people who are very closely knit. That means that you knew the need of a brother who lives in Kangemi and you, you live in a scooter. You knew their need. They were so connected interpersonally such that some will even sell their belongings to help others. So verse 46 of chapter 2, Acts, eh? in Asema, so continuing daily with one accord, one accord in a manisha walikuwa, yani wako kwa umoja, in the temple, and breaking bread. Breaking bread simply means the Lord's Supper. From house to house, they ate their food with gladness, which means walikuwa nakula mpaka pamoja, <laughs> and simplicity of heart. No complications, eh? At Miminim Apostle so and so, or Reverend so and so. When it comes to fellowship, we are all brothers and sisters. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. So, what is the basis of fellowship? What makes us say that we are fellowship? Allow me to use that. I think it will make it very clear. It may not be correct, but it, sends, it brings the point home. The basis of, of our fellowship is actually salvation that we have received. That means that those who have not received this salvation are not part of that fellowship. Open with me the, gospel, the first, first John. Chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard. It's talking about Christ. John is saying, physically, he says, our hands have handled. Which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, concerning Christ. He is not an imagination or what you may say, a phantom. He is real. He is telling them, and now verse 2 the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life. So Christ came to give eternal life, and that life is what we are declaring to you. That eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. So he is simply saying that we are 
preaching Christ whom we have been with as apostles tulikuwa na yeye na yeye ndiye tunawaletea so to speak yeye ndiye tunaopreach tunahubiri huyu Yesu ambaye ameleta uhai the life which was with the father and has now been manifested verse 3 that which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ so he's telling them that we are preaching Christ to you so that you may join into this fellowship this fellowship when you come in you we are in fellowship with Christ and with the father so all believers are in fellowship we are in fellowship we are in communion and you enter this fellowship when you repent and believe in Christ you enter this fellowship so we are all together as one all believers and that fellowship is with God with Christ and with other believers is actually we are together with the Trinity here you may say, uh, but I've not seen the Holy Spirit. But look at First uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians thirteen fifteen. A prayer that we always say that the fellowship of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Ah, it, how does it go? <laughs> we say it, but we have not known it. The, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That prayer that Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 13.15. So, we are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, with the Son, and with all believers. So, all are, are in fellowship which we get into because of the preaching of the gospel. So, the basis of our fellowship is our response to the gospel, salvation. When we become saved, we are part of that fellowship. Now verse uh, uh, 4, and these things we write to you that your joy may be full. I hope I'll come back to that verse as time allows. Uh, but let me go to verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, you see the word fellowship again, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin now we have had theologians who are quite divided because we verse 6 is addressing or talking about unbelievers it is for believers but we will consider with me and see what it really says If we say that we have fellowship with him, let's say this is a believer. If the believer says that he has fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If the believer walks in light as he is in the light, then he or she has fellowship, or we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. I personally believe, verse 6, 
addresses counterfeit fellowship. Those who think that they are in the light, but they are not. They make a claim that they are in fellowship with, with, God, with God, yet they walk in darkness. So they are actually the ones who lie because, because they do not practice the truth. Because uh, we'll consider a few verses eh? as I just lay, bring my point, become strong. Eh? God is light. Do we have believers who are in darkness? We shall read First Thessalonians 5, 4 and 5. First Thessalonians 5, 4 and 5. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Ah, yeah. I get another verse. Colossians 1, 12, and 13. verses It had to be done. <laughs> Colossians 1, 12, and 13. It says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Mm. He has delivered us from the power of darkness mm. and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Acts 26, 18. I want to make my point, uh, deliver it home, why I support Acts chapter 26, verse 18. It says, To open their eyes, let me begin with verse 17. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you, to open their eyes, and preach, in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in him. So when we come to Christ, we have come into the light. We have come into the light. That is why I believe that believers are in the light. So that if we say, if, if we say that number chapter, verse 7 is a believer who is in darkness, then it means that, sorry, if we say that uh, verse 7, verse 7, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin, that our, if you say that our cleansing of our sin is because we are walking in the light, Yani you are pure, how kuna dhambi unafanya? Does it, do you then need the cleansing? <laughs> it means you don't need the cleansing. But we are already in the light. Just as God is in the light, 
and we have fellowship with one another. Since we are already in Christ, we are continually being cleansed. Gani kila dhambi unafanya when you are a believer, inawashwa maramoja. That is why our fellowship is eternal. Our fellowship is not inakujanga na kupotea kulingana na ile wiki yenye umekuwa muombaji sana you are now in fellowship ah ile wiki ujaomba sana you are out of fellowship maybe i will say you are out of joy but not out of fellowship we shall see because i'll reiterate again welcome if we kept our lives pure yani haujawai haufanyi chochote chafu then you will need the cleansing but we are already in the light by virtue of our salvation we are already in fellowship with god and with christ and with the holy spirit and with other believers and our sin is cleansed when we sin we are cleansed but counterfeit believers or those who think they are also in fellowship only make claims to be in the light but they walk in darkness they think they are in the light but they are not and so they lie and don't practice the truth i hope i made that clear <laughs> so our faith our, uh, our faith our believing in christ brings us into fellowship with God and with Christ and believers are not in fellowship with God and this fellowship is eternal and we are not in that fellowship alone we are with other believers so i personally believe that no christian is out of fellowship with God a believer is always in fellowship with god <laughs> like a marriage you have two people who are married together to say for a period hawajakuwa kisikizana does it mean they are no longer married ile ile si kwenye mayai iliungua kidogo na bwana kakasirika the marriage is dissolved that time they will be married again in the evening when uh, if you have business partners who have disagreed on one or two issues it does not mean that the business is no longer going on or that they are no longer business partners so we are in permanent fellowship with god that is a fact of our christian life that is why believers should be assured of salvation but the question is are you experiencing joy in that fellowship i said i'll come back to verse 4 which says i'm um, first john chapter 1 verse 4 and these things we write to you that your joy may be full one may not experience full joy if because of sin for example sin kills the joy of fellowship you are in communion with god but because of sin you unaweza toroka other believers because of the guilt 
of sin. So I wanted us to I wanted you to understand very well that part that our fellowship is with God and all believers are in that fellowship. And that, that fellowship is eternal. And we come into that fellowship by our faith in Christ. What are the benefits of being in fellowship? Not only the benefits, but the responsibilities of fellowship. When we are in fellowship, what responsibilities do we have towards each other? Hmm. I have picked a few things here and there from my study, which I want us to think about. We exist as fellowship to minister to each other. That is practical fellowship to minister to one another. That is why God has blessed each one of us with different gifts. One may be good in teaching, another one may be good in encouraging, another one is a good leader, leadership, administration. Another one is good at serving others. We minister to each other. That's very practical. And there are many ways in which we minister to each other and help one another to grow. James 5.16, uh, James writes and says, Confess our faults to one another. So that... James 5.16, come on, my brother, You have it. Let me read James 5.16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So one of the responsibilities of fellowship is actually to confess to one another. <laughs> to confess our sins to one another or our trespasses, our struggles. And then as we do that, we pray for one another so that we may be healed. Can you imagine if we confessed our sins to one another. Patrick, if I said I'm struggling with this and that, you might say, Atami nilikuwa na shidakama yo, ama nilikuwa na shidakama yo buwana. We have, sometimes, unfortunately, we have this looking like super saints and we think, ah, huyo nduku hako, sawa, ah. And we have, we, we want to crucify our egos and we just want to appear. Eh, nikama tumetoka mpinguni tukarushu hapa. But the Bible encourages us, and the reason we have fellowship, is that we confess our sins to one another, our struggles to one another. And that is very important, especially when you have wronged another person. <laughs> In Matthew 5.23 is where Christ says that don't offer your sacrifice and, until you have sorted out uh, the issue you have with your brother. Simply don't pay homage to God until you have made everything right with other believers. So one of the responsibilities of fellowship is to confess our faults to one another. In this sanctification, in our growth as Christians, we are to strengthen one another. Another responsibility is to forgive one another. Colossians 13, 3.13 Colossians 3.13 is the one that says forbearing with one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, 
even as Christ forgave you, so you forgive. Fellowship will be hurt when we don't forgive one another or we don't bear one another, each other's uh, burdens, which is actually my next point. The other responsibility of fellowship is to bear one another's burdens. Galatians 6 is the one that says, Galatians 6 is the one that, uh, it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, those who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, thus fulfill the law of Christ. We are to bear one another's burdens, as you saw in the book of Acts. Our Jamal Kwana Kutanabwa, Kama Mutua Konashida Mwenzaki Anamsaidia. It, is, it goes beyond just meeting on a, once in a week to share. But how will I know, how, how do I bear another person's burden if I don't know what the burden is? Simply means for me to care for your burden, uh, we have to share with each other. That is why fellowship means that we meet and talk in homes. You have seen times when you just sit with a few brethren and you have not even planned, but you talk about so much and when you feel you leave, you feel you have just been uh, energized. That is fellowship. So bearing one another's burdens, rebuking sin, that's another responsibility of fellowship. You see, I need somebody to rebuke me and say, uh, brother, you're a buyer. You are not supposed to say that or to do that. I need that. And you need that. That's what fellowship is about. Paul, I can hear Timothy Anamwabia, Timothy, 1 Timothy 5.20 Anamwabia, them that sin, rebuke <laughs> before all, that others may also fear. You can imagine a uh, Coming in the fellowship, I love to say, uh, uh, Charles is Mama Kidogo. <laughs> then I rebuke you before all. <laughs> but we are not a church yet. We are not saying that's what we are going to do. But you can imagine that's what it means, rebuking sin. Paul and Ephesians 5:11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. That means fellowship deals with sin as well. The work of fellowship is to deal with sin. Not in a way to make others look, it's not a sanctimonious attitude, but simply to help each one of us grow. You see, I'm confessing my sin so that I am prayed for, so that I'm encouraged. It is not for the sake of it, but it is part of what growing together is as fellowship. Chapter 1, verse 1, If a man is overtaken in any trespass, those of you who are spiritual, restore a one in a spirit of gentleness. This is, this is dealing with sin. And as you do it, you do it with humility. 
kwa sababu najua hata mimi I'm also in this body of sin and I can fail or I can fall. Job maana Paul anasema considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Meaning that as I am helping my brother or my sister, I'm also careful that I'm also dealing with my sin. So fellowship helps us to deal with sin or we have the responsibility to deal with sin. To forgive one another, to bear one another, each other's burdens. And rebuking sin, I believe, is actually a mutual obligation to, to do. <laughs> In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24 the writer encourages believers to stir up love and good works. Mm -hmm. Stir up love and good works. When we meet like this we want to stir each other to good works and to love one another. That's what fellowship is all about. Fellowship is not just the meeting like we have done today. It is more than just the meeting. It is who we are. <laughs> a family is not, does not become a family at, at dinner table. Mm. It is family even when everybody has dispersed. Mm. They are still family. To strengthen one another. To grow with each other. To share each other's burdens. Remember... That part of dealing with sin also includes restoring those who have fallen because of sin or restoring the sinning brother, which is actually what uh, chapter one of, verse 1 of chapter 6 is all about. Fellowship, our responsibility in fellowship is also to care for the weaker brother or the weaker sister or the younger brother or sister. Younger in which case? In the faith. Younger in the faith. Okisoma Romans chapter 14 it talks about me not doing something that I know may hurt the faith of a weaker person. Taking care of each other in terms of not doing something that will hurt the faith of a weaker or a younger in the faith, eh? brother. One of the challenges of fellowship is actually sin. Sin is actually a major challenge to, uh, to fellowship because a believer who is in sin, the one thing he does not want to do, or he may not want to do, is to get near the things of God. Because when he gets near the things of God, anakuwa convicted sana, they may not want, they may fear. You have seen cases where because somebody is in sin, when you tell them because the joy has sin has killed the joy of communion so somehow wants to isolate themselves and avoid other believers because of the loss of the joy of that communion or that fellowship Sin may actually frustrate the, or kill the, the sinner's prayer, prayer life, making the Christian to drift away from the fellowship.
because of fear of being confronted. So sin is what actually kills the joy of fellowship. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says that there is no fellowship between light and darkness. Eh? There is no fellowship between light and darkness. So when darkness comes in, it, should I say, hinders the he fellowship, the joy of fellowship rather. So I think with that I should end. I have <laughs> yeah, I, I think I want to end with that. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so thankful because of fellowship. And we pray that Lord you may help us to love one another as you have commanded us in your word that we may love one another. The Lord our fellowship will go beyond just meeting together, but we shall be one all the time. That we shall bear each other's burdens. That we shall be involved in restoring each other, in strengthening one another. In helping each other to grow in this work of faith. As we look to the coming of Christ. That indeed we may be glorified and live forever with you. We pray that Lord you may indeed help us to be bound together with cords of love. Lord, we pray that we may love one another truly and strengthen each other. We pray for every one of us that, Lord, you may bless us in what we do to earn a living, in what we do in our homes, and in what we do in school. That, Lord, indeed, we may enjoy the joy of fellowship every day of the week. We thank you and we are grateful for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much Thank you. for listening to me.